It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. In the last segment, you and I discussed protests and what the appropriate attitude to take into a protest. And I, there's no right answer. You know, it's it's protests are a demonstration of the First Amendment. First Amendment has to do with freedom of expression. And part of that freedom means that you're able to express yourself however you'd like. Do so with a smile on your face or a frown, uh, whatever it is. As long as you're not breaking the law, you're doing the right thing. Uh, so there's that. That's my thought on that. I will say, in addition to that, I have had occasion over the past number of months to both uh, observe from afar and up close many of the demonstrations which have taken place in Utah's capital city and elsewhere throughout the state. I, I've wanted to, to know what people had to say. I've wanted to see firsthand what the attitudes and feelings and temperaments are uh, and messages which are being communicated by uh, protesters. And I, I, I say that in the last segment, you heard me describe my observations being uh, kind of threefold. There are a number of groups within the larger group that comprise uh, these protests which have been moving around the streets. And that was, uh, that was also true last night. Yesterday, uh, earlier in the day, we heard from Sim Gill, Salt Lake County District Attorney. He made the announcement that uh, those two officers involved in the shooting death of an armed robbery suspect uh, would in fact not face charges and that their behavior uh, was in compliance with Utah state law. And well, that upset a number of people. Uh, there were those who claimed that the shooting death of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal was an act of racism, that it was an act of injustice, and for uh, District Attorney Sim Gill not to file charges against the officers involved, that it was a betrayal. And so their uh, decision was to take to the streets and make it known uh, their upset <clears throat> with Sim Gill. They did so by gathering in front of his office. And many of them arrived with red paint, a lot of it. If you saw any of the Chopper 5 footage, you'll see uh, that most of the street there on 5th South, 500 South in downtown Salt Lake City, uh, in front of the district attorney's office is uh, covered in red. Well, it didn't stop there. They also, <clears throat> the protesters, those armed with paint, also uh, dipped their hands in the paint and put hundreds upon hundreds of red handprints painted on uh, the windows and pillars supporting the building and the doorways and on the sidewalk. And then, and then, things escalated. There's a debate you can have. Let's take a step backwards. There's a debate you can have as to whether or not uh, the painting is acceptable behavior. I I'm not in that camp. I discussed this a little bit last night on the Nightside Project with Alex and Ethan. We talked about whether or not uh, to allow the painting and the graffiti and stuff to take place, knowing that you can, you know, the next day with a power washer cleaned off, uh, if it is worth it for law enforcement to move in and to prevent the destruction of property in that fashion. I don't really know exactly where I stand. I'm typically on the side of, like, strict law and order. So if uh, someone's going to vandalize your building, uh, especially a public building where you and I uh, pay taxes to help support that, well, I think that that building ought to be protected. But everyone's tactics on that front are different. And I do understand that there is plenty of room for discussion 
when it comes to whether or not there's bodily harm uh, being uh, inflicted or committed. Anyway, after the painting, things escalated a bit. There is Chopper 5 footage of a pair of individuals with some sort of pole or beam, and they approach the windows, the windows of the district attorney's office, and with those poles or beams or rods or whatever they were, uh, whatever they were, it was they were heavy and sufficient enough to break the windows because that's exactly what happened. The footage uh, shows two men uh, dressed in black, head to toe, uh, swinging these clubs, striking the window, and with each blow, the, the windows would break. In some instances, uh, they shattered completely, uh, leaving the only barrier between the street and the offices within uh, just one of those big pull-down curtains. And in fact, you can see at one moment there is a worker, it appears, from inside the building who I can only assume hears the commotion. Here's the shattering of glass, pulls back the curtain for a moment, and is very nearly struck uh, by one of these poles. So it was at that point when it moved beyond uh, gathering in the street, blocking of traffic. It moved beyond even the, uh, the paint in the street and the paint on the side of that taxpayer-funded building. As soon as it became destruction, true destruction of property, the shattering of glass, that's when it was announced by... Police, it was time to pack it up and go home, protesters. And so they moved in and uh, dispersed that crowd. And that essentially is what I was able to witness last night. And I saw that there were very many who uh, were very, very worked up with megaphones, shouting their messages. And I saw uh, that there were some that were uh, dialed right into that message. I also saw that there were some assigned to obscure the view of media. There were some who had uh, signs and umbrellas, if you can imagine it, umbrellas to anyone, anyone w walking through the crowd with equipment. Uh, either audio or video recording equipment, cameras. If it looked like it was of professional grade, <laughs> there were protesters assigned to block that. Uh, Paul Nelson, I had a conversation with him. He and I crossed paths at the protest last night, and he told me that he uh, had a conversation with one of those who were tasked with obscuring the view uh, of cameras from the professional-looking cameras. And the explanation given was, uh, well, you know, you know, over the past few weeks, as protests have gone on, so much of the media's footage of the goings-on during these protests has been used to bring about prosecutions. Some prosecutions which have come right from this building here, the Salt Lake County District Attorney's Office, Sim Gill's office. Yeah, <laughs> uh, And we uh, don't want uh, the media uh, to have such a good vantage point so as to assist in law enforcement. You know, the bad guys of the protest, of course. Well, uh, as many have pointed out, it's very difficult to obscure the view of a helicopter flying over <laughs> with a camera. And so Chopper 5 footage, I am sure, will be reviewed uh, by law enforcement, especially when they're trying to figure out exactly who it was uh, with those clubs or bats or whatever uh, that were used to smash in the windows. Yeah. Uh, I, I had meant to share with you some of the details from uh, reactions. In fact, uh, Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill this morning, whose office uh, was uh, graffitied last night and covered with red paint and uh, whose windows were smashed, he put uh, out uh, a statement. I'll read to you uh, just the, the beginning portion here. You get a sense of where he's going. It says, yesterday, this office published its findings in the Salt Lake City Police Department's use of deadly force on May 23rd. Hours later, 
a few people damaged the district attorney's office building. More than just paint was spilled and windows broken. It was an unlawful and irresponsible disregard for civic dialogue and community collaboration. This building will be prepared, uh, repaired. Our work will continue. The vandalism of a few won't discourage or distract us from continuing our work in the community as we seek improvement, reform, understanding, and respect throughout our community. I, I, I do appreciate the district attorney's work on this. Both in his examination of the evidence presented to him and his findings and his presentation of those findings yesterday, but also in the fact that his ears are open to what uh, the, the protesters have to say. This last line here, the vandalism of a few won't discourage or distract us from continuing our work in this community. The vandalism of a few. So he's pointing out there that the, the violence and the crimes that were being committed just outside his window were being done only by a few. It says that the work of those few, the vandalism of a few, won't discourage or distract us from continuing our work in the community as we seek improvement, reform, understanding, and respect throughout our community. I, I admire that attitude, especially uh, when it was your own building uh, that was destroyed. There was an executive order put forth by the governor as well. I don't have time to get into that, but very basically, it just makes available uh, other such resources, law enforcement resources throughout the state, should they be needed uh, if protests like what we saw last night continue.